Are you sick and tired of your bank, but you're worried of dealing with the hassle of switching? Today, we're going to talk about how you can seamlessly move your money and get a better banking option for you. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Being stuck with a bad bank or credit union can not only be a headache and a hassle, but it can slow you down as you're trying to build your finances. Between the excessive and hidden fees, bad customer service, and low interest rate on savings, it's understandable if you're frustrated. You may be wondering, what's the point of keeping our money here? That's basically how we felt when we were dealing with our old banks. When my husband and I first got married, we decided to open a joint checking and savings account and keep most of our money there. And at that time, we both had free student accounts with two of the bigger banks. And since they were student accounts, we didn't have to have maintenance fees, which was a plus, but these accounts didn't offer up anything else. So when it became time to make a decision on which to use for our joint accounts, we went with mine since I would be taking care of the day-to-day budget and bills. Up until that point, I never had a problem with my accounts, so I figured it would be alright to use them. And I was wrong. Within a few months of opening the joint accounts, we were having problems with them. First off, we kept getting hit up with bank fees. Now that we had a normal checking account with a monthly minimum to keep, our accounts were being incorrectly debited. Bills were coming out of my individual account And to top things off, we had rude or apathetic customer service. So at a certain point, we had a decision to make. Are we going to keep dealing with this nonsense or move our money? Guess which one we picked? Looking back, I am so glad we switched. Our money is actually earning something, even in this low interest environment. Fees have dropped significantly. Money is coming out of the right accounts. And if a mistake is made, no one's perfect, it's resolved quickly. I wish we had made the move sooner, but like most people, we hesitated because of the hassle. Making sure paychecks were moved over, having the bills come out of the new accounts, avoiding fees while switching, these were things we wanted to avoid. Maybe you're in this boat. You're not happy with where you're banking with now, but you don't want to deal with the hassle. So today, I'm going to take you through how you can seamlessly switch to a new bank or credit union. In this episode, we'll discuss how much bad banking really costs you, how to find a better banking option for your money, and how to seamlessly switch your deposits, bills, and more. Are you ready? Let's get started. Where you bank matters. For most couples, our checking and savings accounts are the foundation of our financial system. When it's not working, it just makes everything harder. You heard a bit of our story, but sadly, ours is pretty common. 
In addition to feeling frustrated with fees and minimum balance requirements, couples are also upset because the other side of the coin, which is when they do deposit and do save, they're not really earning money at all. And I understand that a bank has to have money to run. And so fees are a part of that. But there have been times in the news where you see that banks are chasing profits, increasing fees, and the employees are incentivized to hit quotas that has caused certain things to just cross over to the line where they're hurting their customers, where customers find that accounts are opened in their name without their permission. Withdrawals are reordered so that it will maximize overdraft fees. When you do have someone call in to try to get things fixed, they get the runaround. We've had this happen with us when we had someone else's account information showing when we signed in and we tried to report this and get this fixed. The customer service rep, one, didn't believe us, which was kind of preposterous, and two, they didn't have the authority to fix it. And we couldn't get transferred to someone who could take care of that. So for us, that was a red flag and that's why we left. But you don't have to have something dramatic as in our case. You could simply just review your statements over the past year or so and ask yourself, what value am I getting from my bank? Could be missing out on money with the low interest rates on savings and getting hit with fees, but then also wasting time because you're trying to fix the mistakes that the banks make. I can understand not wanting to deal with the hassle. But really, if you're trying to hit some big financial goals like paying off debt or saving up for a big dream or maybe down the line pursuing financial freedom, you have to get your banking system in order. This is perhaps the most crucial piece that you need to start digging out of debt and building wealth. How do you find the best banking option for the two of you? The first step is looking how you currently use your bank and review what's working and what isn't. We've seen some great promotions through the mail and online with these sign-up bonuses for opening new accounts at certain banks and credit unions. I can understand the enticement, but don't let that be your main concern. After all, it's what happens after that honeymoon period, so to speak, that matters. What you need to do is define what features are essential to you so that you're both saving time and money when you're banking. For example, digital banking for us is a must. Even before COVID, my husband and I do most of our banking online and through our phones. If we were hunting today, we would have to make sure that our new credit union or bank had an app and that their digital banking tools worked smoothly. Some other features on our list and probably would be yours include being reliable. These need to be FDIC or NCUA insured. We want to make sure that there's no maintenance fees for checking, conveniently located ATMs, and of course, good customer service. I know we're living in a time of low interest rates, but we still want to earn something with our savings. So yes, I'd be looking for those banks and credit unions with competitive interest rates. You need to then rank these features in order of importance and know which ones are deal breakers and which ones are nice to have. 
And with that list, it then becomes easier to start comparing your options. On Couple Money, I try to highlight what's available. You can use the Money Toolkit or at the bottom of my posts in the banking category, I have a handy tool that pulls up banks with their rates so that you can shop around. Now, besides the big banks, you may also want to keep these alternatives in mind. The first one is credit unions. Credit unions offer many of the same services as banks. Checking, savings, money market accounts, in some cases business accounts, and members can apply for auto loans and mortgages. So what is the big difference between them? The main thing is how they're structured. When you join a credit union, you're a member and part owner. And while a bank may reward shareholders, credit unions return their surplus income to their members in different forms. It could be dividends, better interest rates, higher with deposits, or lower with loans. And in surveys by Bankrate, they found that credit unions tended to be cheaper than banks when you consider overdrafts requiring lower minimum balances and having lower fees for out-of-network ATMs. Another option that you may want to look into are community banks. They can give you more of that personal touch And if you have a question, you're more likely to get someone on the phone instead of being sorted through an automated system. For many couples, knowing that there's someone that they could talk to if they have a question and is more familiar with their finances is a huge advantage. And finally, you may want to consider looking at online banks. Since more people are doing their banking digitally with devices, there's less hesitation for people to sign up for this option compared to when we first made the switch. Since online banks don't have brick and mortar branches, that lower overhead can translate to more competitive rates and sometimes benefits such as low or no minimum balances on their accounts. Now, even though they're online, you still want to make sure that you're secure. So please keep your search with those FDIC-insured institutions. Whoever you choose to bank with, make sure that it aligns with your financial goals and also your values. Let's start off with the good news. Switching banks or credit unions isn't complicated. However, it does take being organized. Now, if you use the guidelines that we talked about in the last segment, you have a better idea of finding the best banking option for you. That's really the most difficult part of the hunt. So now you know where you want to move your money. How do you start the process? First, let's organize everything. Make a list of all your regular monthly bill payments that you make as well as irregular or semi-annual payments. An example of this could be your life insurance premiums, which may come out twice a year. If you are using a money app, this is much easier because you can pull that data and see month to month what's being taken out and when. You'll also want to check in with HR to make sure that you have the right forms so that you can make that transition with your paychecks into the new accounts. But before you sign up and make that transfer, make sure that you've opened your new account. And typically with banks, they're going to be asking you for identification, such as your driver's license. You'll also need your social security number and that form from HR so that you can make sure that your paychecks are going to be deposited in the correct accounts. If you're joining a credit union, they may have a criteria for membership. 
to smooth out this transition with opening an account, still having some things in the old account, what you could do is time this. Something that's been helpful for many couples, especially if they get paid bi-weekly, is to go for one of those months where they get three paychecks. They use that extra paycheck to open that new account, put the money in, and then they start switching the deposits, bill payments, and transfers over. You can also time it if you are anticipating a bonus or maybe a tax refund. You may be wondering, how long should we be keeping our old accounts open? And it really does depend how complicated your financial system is. But you want to wait probably about a month to make sure that everything is taken out correctly before closing. For the most part, you're done. But if you miss a bill or two, usually what happens is that they contact you about the missed payment and then you can make the arrangements with the new accounts. I hope you can see here that it's not as complicated as maybe you imagine switching accounts. It does take a bit of time and organization, but it is well worth it. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on some key takeaways I got from preparing this episode to hopefully make this transition easier for you. The first is where you bank matters. Wherever you decide to move your money, make sure that it's a good fit for your financial goals and your values. For us, some of the financial benefits we enjoyed by switching was getting more competitive rates on our accounts and also having those digital tools that we use regularly. Another thing that we appreciate by going with a credit union is their investment in the community. This year has been trying for too many families, especially between the pandemic and the financial fallout. And it was nice knowing that Coastal Credit Union, for example, was putting money back in. They did over a million dollars in grants to nonprofits in the area, and they adjusted and provided some member relief programs to make things more manageable. This lines up with our values, and we're glad that that money is staying within the community. The second takeaway is to start with savings. If you or your spouse aren't ready to make that full leap, go ahead and start by opening a savings account with your new bank or credit union. You can then become more familiar with their online system. And if they are offering higher, more competitive interest rates, you'll be earning a bit more money with your savings. Finally, let's talk about checking. Sometimes in this case, it's best to rip off the Band-Aid. And what I mean by that is that you set a date when it comes to moving your checking account. And you might want to time it to either when you get that third paycheck or maybe a tax refund. Making that move at once can make things less stressful. Keep your old account open for about a month or so to make sure that you didn't miss anything and then transfer the rest of the money out and close the account. I know that switching can be a bit tricky, but for us, making sure that our banking options fit our financial goals and our values better was definitely worth it. If you have any questions or you're looking for ideas on where to look, please come chat with us in our Thriving Families Facebook group. We're there to help one another out with our family and financial goals. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash FB. 
we'd love to see you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it's helpful for you and your family. You deserve to have a financial partner in your corner. If you're in the Triangle area here in North Carolina, please check out Coastal Credit Union. As I mentioned earlier, they're not only our sponsor, but we do bank with them. We've been happy with the service that we've been receiving. Find out what they have to offer at couplemoney.com slash bankbetter. And if you're looking for an easy way to stay on top of your money and look at options for where to move it, I'll have all the resources we mentioned in this episode, plus more, over in the show notes at Couple Money. Next week on the podcast, we're bringing back the reader mailbag. Okay, inbox. You guys send your questions in that way, but you get the idea. We'll be tackling your biggest questions about marriage and money so that you can finish 2020 strong. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Radio Public, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme song is from Gentle Regime, additional music by Lee Rosevere, and artists from audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you not only listening, but sending in your questions, sharing your favorite episodes with friends, and just chatting with me in the Thriving Families Facebook group or through email about what you're tackling together. I want money to not be a source of stress in your marriage, but a way to work together as a team. So if you ever have any questions, please reach out to me. I want to help out. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.